episode, episode 16, everyone. And let me tell you, we finally have two teams. They're going to the Super Bowl. We have winners. And this episode has a really good question we need to ask. Hey, everyone. My name is Ashley Gibbs, and I'm your host of another episode of Not Your Average Cheerleader. That's right. Here we discuss everything NFL football related, from the players, to the game, to the injuries, to even the contracts. So sit back, listen in from a female perspective who secretly loves the game. And let's dive into this conversation and get started. Let's go ahead and get started. I mean, we're down to one of two episodes left, maybe even three, depending on how we feel after the Super Bowl. But you guys, we have two teams. Remember when this all started, we were wondering if there was even going to be a season. We wonder what the season was going to even be like. And now we have two teams going to the Super Bowl. February 7th, everyone. I don't know about you. I took that day off. It's like a holiday in my house. But of course, before I get overly excited about talking about today's episode, I want to first say it's brought to you by the coffee in my cup. I just almost had a bad iced coffee experience. Like it almost broke my heart. And I just refuse to let my day be ruined by bad coffee. They call me the iced coffee queen because I love iced coffee. My normal caramel swirl, it's my favorite. It's what I do. But let's go ahead and dive in. The important question I wanted to ask, okay, I'm probably going to say it more than once. Is Tom Brady the GOAT? One more time for everybody who's listening, who's like sitting in your own home, eating, whatever you're doing. Is Tom Brady the GOAT? Well, let's dive in. Let's go ahead and open up this argument that I've been like debating ever since we had some results from Sunday's game. As you're probably aware, we have two teams. And I just want to say, I called this, if you want to rewind back, This is episode 16, so probably go back to like episodes one through maybe five. Somewhere in there, I called this already. I said it. I said everyone was sleeping on the Bucks. No one's counting the Bucks, part of the Super Bowl contenders. No one's including them. Okay. And what happened? The Bucks defeat Green Bay 31 to 26. Shocking. Once again, I mean, the minds of everyone watching was blown. Tom Brady making his 10th. Not fifth, not sixth, not even eighth. His 10th Super Bowl appearance. That is insane. I remember they said QBs. There's this joke, this NFL meme that I I love following on Twitter. And they said um, number of quarterbacks over uh, 40 and older um, making their appearance in the Super Bowl. And it was like Tom Brady at age 40, Tom Brady at age 41, and then Tom Brady at age 43. So <laughs> he's the only QB, QB that's um, made this many appearances in the Super Bowl over the age of 40. But let's get back to that game. Bucks defeat Green Bay. And as you already know, um, we got some stats here. Um, we're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers. We're going to talk about Tom Brady. And then we're going to transition over to the other game. Tom Brady threw for 280 yards, 20 completions, three touchdowns. He did throw three interceptions. And he had a rating of 73.8. His rating was actually higher versus the Saints in the previous game versus this one. But to be very fair, Tom Brady destroyed it in the first half of that game. And then you kind of saw the Bucks defense kind of lean back like this was a Fat Joe song. They leaned back a little bit. And then all of a sudden, the second half, Tom Brady started making mistakes through three interceptions. I don't know what he was attempting to do. And 
the Bucks defense said, it's all right, Tom, we got you. They held Green Bay down. Now, I will say this. There's some questionable things about Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers is, a, you know, if I had a top, you know, three or four QBs, Aaron Rodgers is definitely on that list. Such a, a chill guy, such a phenomenal player. He's the NFL's MVP this year. I'm not shocked at all. Um, if it wasn't going to be my first pick, he was my second. Um, let's just say, you know, when you have fourth and goal and you don't choose to put the ball back in your quarterback's hands to run it, what were you thinking? Who's this coach? I I don't know. That was just one of the worst play calls. It's going to be one of, it's going to go down in history as one of the worst play calls. There's a bunch of them, um, but this one is going to take the cake. When I saw that play call happen, I said, "Why didn't Aaron Rodgers run the ball?" I said, "What happened?" And then he asked him in a post press conference and he was like, "Hey, out of my hands basically wasn't my decision." And he kind of was ambiguous about returning to Green Bay. He was ambiguous about his future with Green Bay. Um, he said he had a lot of soul searching, some time to think. And I was just like, okay, like, are you going to go like to the mountains? Are you going to go meditate? Like, what are you going to do, Aaron? We need to know if you're going to, I think he's still going to end up with Green Bay. I do. Um, because his head coach came out there after him. It was like, he's for damn sure going to be our quarterback. Like, he better. And I was just like, wait, so you want him to be your quarterback next year, but you don't trust him enough to put the ball in his hands when the game is on the line. You, you, the coach, I blame the coach in the call for that one because yeah, Aaron Rodgers, that team had some missed opportunities and the Bucks did a great job of capitalizing on the Green Bay's, on Green Bay's failures, their mistakes during that game versus Green Bay didn't capitalize when Brady started making mistakes. So you kind of see when it gets down to these top teams when they're playing each other it's who capitalizes more off of the mistakes of the other team and who wants it more that's really the two questions that you're going to ask because both teams are really good obviously or they wouldn't be there so you know I I, I'm interested to see what Aaron Rodgers will do I think we all are this offseason is going to be one to watch because we have so many major QB names that are up to move around like chess pieces on a board. So keep your eyes peeled for that. I'm going to be interested to see where that goes. But the biggest thing they say is Tom Brady, you know, really showed out the first half of that game. Phenomenal first half. And the defense helped support him. I think the biggest thing about the Bucks is they have a great offense, so many weapons. That pass to that wide receiver, I forgot his name. Dang it. I hate when I forget wide receiver's name. Not Mike Evans. Antonio Brown was out. Um, you still had um, Chris Godwin made an amazing, like, magical catch. I don't care what anyone says. I watch the replay. Go watch the highlights from the game, Bucks versus um, Green Bay playoffs, and watch Chris Godwin. That pass probably should have been either intercepted or dropped, and Chris Godwin came down with that ball. I said to myself, "Good if it w- listen." The magic that happens with this team, I just, I need people to stop underestimating them. Stop not counting them. They're in it now. They're in the Super Bowl. No one counted them. I'm just, I'm really shocked. Every time you saw some sort of tweet or TikTok or whatever it was, hey, which teams do you think you're going to see in the Super Bowl? Bucks weren't on that list. 
So it's, I think people just didn't want to see Brady make it to another one. Like they just want him to stop winning. But we're going to get to answering the question that we asked earlier in a second. Again, is Tom Brady the GOAT? So we went over these stats. Of course, he's had better stats this season. This wasn't his best game. Um, but I think it's going to be some serious learns for him, especially going up against the next game we're about to talk about, which is Kansas City defeats the Bills. I know what you guys are saying. I was so hyped about the Bills. I My gut was telling me that they were not going to win. But my heart wanted them to win. Does that make sense? So <laughs> I just wanted to, to, to root for the Bills because they were the underdogs. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't know what I was watching. I was like, y'all let Travis Kelsey, you let um, Tyreek Hill, you let them run all over that field, all through y'all defense. You let them do everything that they wanted to do and more. And I'm not understanding where the heart was at. I'm not understanding where the focus was at. They beat them 38-24. to This is Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City's second Super Bowl appearance together. Patrick Mahomes threw for 325 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions, and a rating of 127.6. This kid is on fire. But he had help. Tyreek Hill. Listen, I watched this one play of Tyreek Hill. (laughs) He spin, cut, shuffled all up the field. I mean, at that point, if if it wasn't for the side bill defense player that came out of nowhere to try to stop him, he would have scored a touchdown. That guy, he's hard to cover. Good grief. Buccaneers have their work cut out for them with that um that offense. Travis Kelsey showed up and showed out. Travis Kelsey has, you know, 13 receptions, 118 yards and scored two touchdowns. I just I'm going to give Travis Kelsey the respect he deserves as a tight end because he he goes hard. He really does. He just has this magical way of always getting open. I don't know what it is. I don't know how he does it. But when Patrick Mahomes is pausing near in the pocket and he's looking for somebody, Travis Kelsey just always finds a way to get open. Every time I saw Patrick Mahomes move, shuffle, pause, wait, and he threw the ball, I was like, I bet my my half my check Travis Kelsey caught that ball because he was not open Point ten seconds ago like so I I don't know I just I give him his respect in that regard George Kittle still my favorite tight end as you know and to me he's still the number one tight end in the league I can't wait till George Kittle gets healthy but this is about Kansas City so let's keep the focus there Tyreek Hill 172 yards that's what this guy ran for 172 yards by the way he ran for more yards than Travis Kelsey this guy is fast I'm telling you I'm telling you I'm telling you that Kansas City is becoming the new dynasty. They are. the What they have going on down there, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is something special. And, you know, there were some comments made post-games when they found out they were facing the Bucks. They're facing, you know, Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. First time in um, NFL history where a team in the Super Bowl is hosting the Super Bowl in their hometown. Um, it's never been done before, so that's exciting, a first of a first. So, you know, we we truly believe, first question I'm going to really tackle is going to be, is Kansas City the new dynasty? My argument for that is yes. This is their Patrick Mahomes' second Super Bowl appearance. He's one of the youngest. I think he's only like 23 or 24. This kid is, you know, just aggressive. He's focused. I love there was a video I watched where um, I can't remember. It was another young rookie um, wide receiver, and he 
he made a fumble mistake, which cost them, you know, a turnover later on down the line with the Bills. And he just walks over to the sideline and just flops down on the bench. And he kind of just, you know, tosses his helmet. You could tell he was really upset about that mistake. And here comes, you know, Travis Kelsey was patting him on the bat like, hey, there's going to be more plays. There's going to be more plays. There's going to be more plays. And of course, as you know, here comes Patrick Holmes out of nowhere as the guy's sitting down. And Patrick was like, hey, hey, hey. Right here, there's going to be more. We're still in this. Don't worry about it. You'll get your chance. That kid went back out there and got an interception and ran for, like, God knows how many yards. So that kind of leadership, you know, supporting your teammates, that's the stuff that, you know, I love that we get to see as fans. We get to watch those little snippet videos because it gives you a, a, a undertone respect for the players. And to see them come together, I understand why they won that game. They won it fair and square, in my opinion. So, and I argue that Kansas City is becoming the new dynasty. They are formulating themselves into what the Patriots were. You know, when Tom Brady, Belichick, and you had, you know, your key wide receivers, Danny Amendola, Julian Edelman, um, you know, James White, and a whole bunch of, um, I'm missing Chris Hogan, all of them that were there. And I'm telling you right now, it's it, it's crazy ridiculous, the things that Kansas City is going to do. So that's my first argument. Kansas City is becoming the new dynasty. Fight me, I don't care. You can at me on social media. Go follow on Instagram at NYAC20. Um, I'll be happy to hear from you. Now, the real question, which is why you're here, is, is Tom Brady the GOAT? I've heard so many different arguments over the last few days to the point I was blue in the face. Um, Some people were like, Aaron Rodgers is the GOAT. He's a way better phenomenal player. So to me, I'm going to give you, this is my, this is my perception. This is my understanding as a, you know, an athlete myself, as a person who loves the game, as a person who watches a lot of behind the scenes stuff. That's what I'm passionate about, just like you are, if you're listening to this. And my whole thing is, take my biased opinion aside, um, is going to be Tom Brady is the GOAT. I count Michael Jordan, if I had to pick another sport, which is basketball, I count Michael Jordan as the GOAT. Not just because of him being a phenomenal player on the court, but also how that translates into how he made everyone better around him. Granted, his teammates did not like him. If you watch The Last Dance, um, that documentary on Netflix about the Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan, it's one of the best documentaries I've seen so far. Um, and to to be fair, his teammates didn't like him, but to Truth is, he was like, you're not going to get up here, be lazy and think we're going to win championships. He had that winner's mentality and it translated into wins. That's why he has six championships. So when I correlate that back to football, I look at wins, I look at performance, and I look at how you're making everyone else around you better. And I would argue that Tom Brady is the GOAT. I don't know why we're still having this conversation, to be very honest with you. I don't know why people want to hate him so bad. You know, you could say, well, Ashley, he's a cheater and all that other stuff. I've never seen cheaters work so hard to win something in my entire life. Think about the last test in like middle school that you cheated on. The reason why you cheated is because you didn't do any work. You didn't study you didn't prepare that's why you cheated come on now think of the reason what motivates you to cheat you didn't do anything so at the end of the day this guy trained he works hard he spends all his time studying and watching tape does he have the fastest um is he the fastest no oh lord I could probably run faster than Tom Brady I say that with the utmost respect by the way 
I can run faster than Tom Brady. And I'm in my 30s and I can run faster than Tom Brady. And yes, I still work out and I still train. Does he have the strongest arm? No, we've proven that with Patrick Mahomes. But Patrick Mahomes is also 23. So at the end of the day, he, Tom Brady at his age, 43, had to start training differently, had to change around his health. He had to use his mind. There's certain things that Tom Brady can do on that field in the moment that Patrick Mahomes has not yet learned how to do because he hasn't played this game long enough. And that's the difference between a rookie kind of, you know, going into, you know, what could be his prime goat and someone who's already the goat, who's proven that he is one of the best. And all you got to do is go by his six wins. Before this, he had nine Super Bowl appearances. That means he's won over half his Super Bowl appearances, over half. And then on top of that, this is his 10th appearance. So let's just start from, you know, I was watching some highlights and I'll get to another point that I'm about to make in a second. My mind is moving ahead of me. It's the coffee. <laughs> so, you know, this is 10 Super Bowl appearance. He left the Patriots. We all know that, right? You know, he had no weapons and managed to still get them to the playoffs last year. Let's just not even forget about that. He, they, he still got them to the playoffs. Julian Edelman was a shell of himself. He had two injuries he was playing with. He had the most dropped passes during that season. I All bar said, as much as I love Julian Edelman as the next female, I understand why Tom Brady was like, hey, I got to go somewhere that's going to challenge my career, challenge you know me as an athlete, and also that has what I'm looking for. And he probably looked at every team. And out of 30-something teams, he chose the Buccaneers. All y'all were like, wait, the Buccaneers? Don't they suck? Like, I think, what did the rookie say? Wide receiver in the press conference after the game was like, we were like seven, seven and three. They They lost seven games and only won three of them. And he's like, and here comes Tom Brady, and we're going to the Super Bowl. He was actually, you know, in awe in a moment because he's like looking at our record last year. I find it so funny. I'm sorry. Because Tom Brady literally, there's this joke out there that he literally just looked at all the teams and was like, all right, hey, Buccaneers, y'all want to go to the Super Bowl next year? Heck yeah, we do. Come on down here. And he signed his contract, got Gronk out of retirement. And mind you, we're in the middle of a pandemic. They didn't have preseason practices. They had to do a lot of stuff online via Zoom. Everybody had to train differently from their homes, make sure they were staying on their meal preps. And here this guy took a team that had two Pro Bowl receivers on them and honestly found a whole bunch of other weapons on the team. They have a great run game. You know, can I say, what is his name, Lafayette? I forgot he was even playing. He was running all through um that off- that defense for Green Bay. But he literally makes the rest of the team better. Everybody, if you want to catch a ball from Tom Brady, you too, you can too. Like, you can do it. Like he says, who wants to catch it next? Chris, you you good? Mike, you good? Antonio Brown, are you good? Like, I'm telling you right now, that team is in awe because compared to what they were last year to what they are this year, they broke their own records as a team. All they needed was a good leader. I'm going to remind you of that. A good leader and a good quarterback who works just as hard if not harder than they do. And that is why Tom Brady is the GOAT. He literally left a dynasty that was winning, got everyone so sick of the Patriots going to the Super Bowl to the point where they were just like, I'm not even going to watch it because every time they go, they win, except for like three times. And people were ticked off. I really feel like that was just haterade. They were like, you know what? In the words of, you know, Uncle Shannon Sharp, if you were tired of the Patriots going to the Super Bowl, then beat them. That's literally what he said. And he had a good point. 
But this guy left the dynasty, went to a whole team that had one of the worst records at the time. And now they're going to the Super Bowl. What other argument do you need? He had no connection to that team. He has no connection to that city, to that state. And yet he goes down there and hands them one championship so far and about to try to get them another one. Jeez, I I don't understand why we're still debating if he's the GOAT. Here's the question I have for all the people who say Patrick Mahomes is a GOAT. Do you honestly believe you could pull Patrick Mahomes out of Kansas City, put him on a team with a terrible record like the Jets, and think that they're going to go to the Super Bowl? My answer for right now is no. Maybe in four or five years, yes. But right now, no, 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 no. I don't care what you say. And this proves that. Peyton Manning did it when he left the Colts to go to the Broncos. There was another major QB that did it back in history. So Tom Brady's just proving that it wasn't just a system at, you know, the Patriots that made him a great QB, that made all the wide receivers around him a good QB, but it was also him, him himself. So that is my argument. I do believe he's the GOAT. I'm sick and tired of people saying that he isn't. Yes, he threw three interceptions. Tom Brady's a GOAT not because he's perfect. It's because he's not perfect. So I think that that's what makes a GOAT. You make mistakes. You don't win every game. You win majority of your games. And you really capitalize on your losses. And I love what, um, you know, one, I can't remember which athlete it was. I was watching a motivational video. And the athlete said, failure is important. Failure can be an amazing thing. Now, no one likes to fail, but failure can be an amazing thing because it's up to you to decide what you do with it, what you take from it, what you learn from it. And you get back in the gym the next morning and you make things happen and you go back and prepare. One of the Bills players who's a wide receiver, you think he's best friends with Josh Allen. He was the only player on the field watching Kansas City celebrate when they won that final game to go to the Super Bowl. He was out there. Because he wanted to use that as motivation for next year so that they don't go through this again. They're the ones celebrating next year. So, you know, as anyone, no matter what you're going through, 2021 started off rough. But just know that you can learn a lot from your mishaps, from your failures, from your mistakes. It's up to you to capitalize on that and make sure you do even better. Exceed your own expectations. I didn't expect this to turn into a motivational, you know, podcast. I'm just saying. Um, So, yes, Tom Brady is the GOAT. Quick side, you know, argument. They're going to say, oh, well, Tom Brady has weapons. I've heard that argument too. Let me be very clear. There are plenty of other teams out of 30 some odd teams that have plenty of weapons and a great QB and none of them are in the Super Bowl right now. So that argument doesn't make sense. Um, so it's just Tom Brady knew how to make everybody around him great. Come on. Did any of you know who Julian Edelman was, Chris Hogan, Danny Amendola, and uh, I think... I forgot there's um, in white before Tom Brady had them go to Super Bowl two, three, four times. No, you didn't. So at the end of the day, um, let's just keep that what it is. Let's go ahead and make some um, let's make a call for what we think is going to happen February 7th because we're getting towards the end of the podcast. Bucks versus Kansas City. You know, they talk about old goat versus new goat. I just say young versus old because I'm telling you right now, there's there's literally a 20 year age gap between <laughs> Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. It's 20 years at least. So, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna call it. I know I had a fan who reached out to me and he was like, "Are you gonna give me a sneak peek of who you think is gonna win a Super Bowl?" And I was like, "No, you're gonna have to listen to the podcast." 
I'm going to call it for the Bucks, not just because of Tom Brady. Here's the reason why. I'm calling it for the Bucks mainly because the likelihood that you would let someone come into your house and whoop your tail in a game is embarrassing and that's going to be your legacy is honestly one of the main motivators. That's all you need. But on top of that, this is a team from the very start of this season whose goal was to not just go to the Super Bowl, but to win the Super Bowl. They don't win a Super Bowl. They looked at it as they failed the season. They failed in accomplishing their goals and they failed as a team. When that is your motivator, when that is it, as it, think of like an athlete now, if this is the one race you have, you worked so hard to get here and win, you don't win, you go home unhappy and you don't look at the rest of your season like I did a good job. No, you look at like I failed and I got to do better next year. So that's their motivation. That's the team that honestly I'm more scared of because they have nothing to lose. For them, it's win or fail. And we already talked about failure. They've been failing their whole season before Tom Brady showed up. Tom Brady didn't go to the Super Bowl last year. He barely made it past one playoff game. So imagine the kind of motivation that this team has and think if you're going to take a second to doubt them at all. Yes, they have weapons. Yes, they have a good offensive system. Yes, they have some things that they're going to have to do to defeat the Chiefs. The Chiefs are by no means a weak team. They're a team that comes to play. They're focused. They're they're driven. But that extra oomph of motivation that's needed, that that is why I'm choosing the Bucks. So we're going to see February 7th. Um, next week, there isn't going to be an episode. I'm so excited for you guys to still see what's coming when we get ready to have a special edition episode to recap the entire NFL season. Um, I'm going to announce it soon, probably after the Super Bowl is when I'm going to make the announcement. Um, but yes, stay tuned. Go follow um, Not Your Average Cheerleader on Instagram at nyac 20 And then also to visit www.ashleygibbs.com for more. I love you guys. I appreciate you. And make sure you eat wings on the day of the Super Bowl. I know I will. And drink coffee that morning because I know I will. My stomach's going to be all messed up. I'm just joking around with you guys. Bye.